This is one of the times Jesus makes an I am statement. Here it says again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Twelve times in the Gospel of John, Jesus uses the words, I am. We saw four of them last week in John chapter 6. Four times Jesus says in chapter 6, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. I am the living bread. I am. Here, I am the light of the world. Now, the, the word in the Greek language, I am, is the uh, word amy, E-I-M-I, amy. That says I am. So it would be amy, the light of the world. Amy, the bread of life. But that's not what Jesus said. He said, ego, amy, the light of the world. Ego, amy, is a redundancy of emphasis on the word I. And it literally means I, I alone am. I and no one else is. Now, 12 times in John's gospel does he give this, this phrase, I am. Here, the light of the world, and we'll see why he says it here in this chapter. But before we dig deep on that word, I am the light of the world, all the way to the other end of chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, this is, this is the same thing. He didn't just say, before Abraham was a me, which would be I am. He said, before Abraham was a go, a me. I, I alone am. I am the great I am. It's the only time Jesus uses a go, a me, all by itself. As a standalone. Very similar to what God the Father said to Moses when Moses said, when I go to Pharaoh on your behalf, who do I say sent me? And the, the Lord said to Moses there in Exodus chapter 3, tell them I am who I am sent you. Well, here Jesus is claiming this big title for himself. I, I am. Now, the reason I'm making a big deal out of this is because no one else in history, no one in all of Greek literature ever used the phrase, a go, a me. This is 100% unique to Jesus. And there's a reason for it. No one in history knew who they were more accurately than Jesus. Not only did Jesus know who he was, Jesus' identity is so crystal clear that the only way anyone else in history can know who they are is to know who they are in Christ. 
That's why he says here, I am the light of the world. And notice what it, how it goes on. Go back to verse 12. Jesus says here, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me for themselves will not walk in darkness, but they will walk in the light. You want to know who you are? Follow Christ. Christ's identity is so potent, so healthy, so accurate, so crystal clear, that the only way you and I can truly know who we are is to know ourselves in Christ. Now, from this, from this declaration, now Jesus uses the name Father in chapter 8 21 times. 21 times. He, he refers to Father. Verse 14. He doesn't use the name, but here he refers. Look at what he says. Um, Even if I do bear witness to myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going. Talk about an accurate identity. But you do not know where I came from or where I'm going. Verse 18. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me clarifies my identity. I know who I am and I can tell you who I am because my father has clarified my identity. Verse 27. They did not understand that he'd been speaking to them about the father. Verse 28. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I have done nothing on my own authority, but speaking just as the Father taught me. Now, in verse 38, we come to a, a delineation, a, a contrast. Uh, John is brilliant with pointing out contrast. He points out the contrast between light and darkness, life and death. Here, the contrast is conflicting fathers listen carefully to verse 38 i speak of what i've seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father now this is the first time we're introduced to the the alternate father but the the words your father are used four times in chapter 8 I'm not sure they're used else outside of chapter 8, but they're used four times here. The first is verse 38, you are father. Then look at verse 41, you are doing the works your father did. And then to verse 44, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. There it is twice, your father, your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks out of his own character. As someone translation says he speaks his own native language. For he is a liar. And then look at this, this, this twist of words. Jesus coins a phrase here, father of lies. 
father of lies. That's what he calls the devil. So off to the side of verse 44. The reason we give you these books is so you can take notes. I want you to put this down. I want you to put two columns. My father, your father. This is Jesus talking. My father, your father. Now to be clear, underneath that, put God under my father and put the devil under your father. Then underneath that, my father, God, is life-giving. Your father, the devil, is a murderer. Underneath life-giving and murder, put underneath my father, is a truth-teller. Your father is a liar and the father of lies. Now, there is a common misconception that many Christians have swallowed. And here's the misconception. It's the misconception, we are all children of God. I'm a child of God, you're a child of God. Anyone that says I'm a child of God, they're a child of God. I mean, isn't it, it's better to be called a child of God than a child of the devil. But, but that it's a, it's, let me tell you, listen carefully. Everyone, everyone who does not have Jesus' daddy as their father is not a child of God. They are a child of the devil. That's what it says. This means that when you are born physically, you are born not a child of God. As cute as your cheeks, your chubby little cheeks were, and and your your little eyes as, as cute as you used to be, you're not a child of God. There's no baby that's ever been born a child of God apart from Jesus. Every child, it says here, is a child of the devil. Every person is a child of the devil. And what this means is, everyone, because the devil is a liar, every person, apart from Christ, every person is deceived and self-deceived. Every person is confused over their identity and it is impossible for them to figure out on their own who they are. Because their father is a liar. Let me tell you something about the devil. He's not only a liar and the father of lies, the devil doesn't know who he is. The devil is the most deceived creature in this world system. Now, now, where did we, we started John 8, 12, where Jesus said, I, I am, I and no one else with me, I uniquely stand alone as the light of the world. He doesn't call himself the light of heaven. Of course he's the light of heaven. But he's the light of the world because Jesus alone can point out not only what God is doing in this world, he can point out who you are. Uniquely. Jesus alone can show you why you're alive. Who you are and why you are. And apart from Jesus, you are lost You are a child of the devil, 
You are deceived, and it is impossible for you to salvage your own life. It's impossible. This is why I go door to door every Saturday. I go door to door because hell is just as real as a place as heaven. And without Jesus, that's where people are going because that's where they're living. That's why I go door to door. Because hell's a real place. And the devil is the counterfeit father. If we were all children of God, Jesus would not have had to come. The only reason Jesus came and left the glories of heaven to come into our world is so that he would not be the only one who could rightfully call God Father. Jesus came to expand the family. Now, so these people Jesus is having a conversation with, first they claim Abraham is our father. What are you saying? Abraham's our father. And then they go a step higher. God is our father. And it was to that, Jesus said, no, God's not your father. I can tell you, I, I, know, I know the father, and I'm his son, and you're, you're not in the family. In fact, your father is the devil. It's why he shot so straight with them. But then they, they kept arguing this point about Abraham. And so Jesus says about Abraham, verse um, 56, your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Now, just think about that. Verse 56. Abraham, here, here Jesus is talking to these people and who are claiming Abraham as their father. And, 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 and Jesus says, look at it, look at it. You don't have anything in common with Abraham. Because Abraham was rejoicing that he got to see my day and he saw my day. And then these, these knuckleheads said to him, verse, verse 57, so the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old and have seen Abraham? And then Jesus answers 58, truly, truly. There's another, 24 times those words appear in John, truly, truly. There's another one. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am! I get goosebumps every time I read this. And th- this wasn't just a little, a little far-fetched connection. The only reason we know anything about Abraham is because God called Abraham for a purpose. Yes. The only reason God called Abraham was because God needed a tribe of people from whom his son would be born in their seed. And so God called Abraham, the whole blessing of Abraham, every blessing God gave to Abraham was fulfilled in Jesus. So of course what Jesus said here is 100% accurate, that the only reason Abraham was blessed was because of Jesus. And Abraham did see it from afar, and he rejoiced. He was glad that I was going to come. And so the one who existed a gazillion years before Abraham is now talking to them about Abraham. Hallelujah. And he says, before Abraham was, I am. My friend, you're here wanting to know who am I and why am I? 
Apart from Christ, I can tell you who you are. You're a child of the devil. That's who you are. Which means you're confused. You're in darkness. You need light. You don't just have gender confusion. You've got identity confusion. I mean, it takes in every, all the above. Every, everything is confusing apart from Christ. We're all confused. The only accuracy, the only relevance, the only clarity we can have on who I am and why am I is in Christ. So this past week, there was a lobster fisherman off of Cape Cod who, who um, Michael Packard. Now, look at this dirty dog. Can you imagine? I mean, I have caught lobster with my bare hands. I've caught a two-pound lobster before, uh, that, which, which is huge. The average is, it runs about a pound, maybe a pound and a quarter. A two-pound lobster is huge. That thing's got to be 10, 15 pounds. I mean, that thing is, a, but, but here's, here's, here's the guy. He, he, he caught this. But this past week, he was out diving for lobster. And, and he was 45 feet down with his scuba tank, uh, lobster fishing. And before he knew it, you might have heard this story. Before he knew what was happening, he was enveloped. He thought he was eaten by a shark. A massive shark is what he thought. And he felt himself moving along and being dragged. Um, and it was completely dark. He said, all I could think about was my 12-year-old son and my 15-year-old son that I would never see him again. I thought it was all over. But then he, he said, what confused me is that I wasn't in pain. So I knew it wasn't a shark because there were no uh, teeth cutting into me. And he still had his oxygen and he could breathe. Now, now what, what got him was a, an enormous humpback whale. And fortunately, the humpback whale was ascending. Because if it had been descending, we would never have this story. It would be the end of Michael Packard. But 56-year-old Michael Packard got swallowed by, this, by a humpback whale on his ascent. 30 seconds, he was inside this whale. And then he gets spit out as the whale crests and surfaces. And his buddy, who was, he was fishing with, was in the boat and pulled it over and yanked him and pulled him up, took him to the hospital, and, and, and he was hooked up to all kinds of stuff. He didn't have one broken bone. He didn't need any stitches. He was bruised, and a few hours later, he was released. True story, just this week. And I said, Lord... Surely there's got to be a way I could work this into my sermon on Sunday morning. I, I just, but here's the deal. Let me just tell you, this is so accurate. This is so, leave that picture of the guy up there. Leave, leave the guy, yeah, there we go. Now, here's the deal. Every person, two-year-old, 20-year-old, 85-year-old, 104-year-old, every person apart from Christ is like, Michael was in the whale, surrounded by darkness. You've got oxygen, you're moving, but you're, you're totally disoriented. You don't know where you are, you don't know what's coming next. That's who you are apart from Jesus Christ. You got nothing. You're dark, you're lost. You're under the control of some big thing. And your time is running out. 
That's who you are, apart from Christ. But the moment you trust Jesus, the moment you come to faith in Jesus Christ, you meet the I am. You meet the one who knows who he is. And from his identity, he redeems your life. He orients you. He tells you the truth. Because he is the light of the world. And apart from him, you are living on the inside of a humpback whale. You can, you've got oxygen, you're moving, but you're in all, total darkness. But in Jesus Christ, you come alive. Two verses that are so important to our faith are embedded in the middle of John chapter 8. Verse 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We sang freedom this morning. You will know the truth. The truth about what? Okay, the truth about God and the truth about yourself. And that truth will set you free. And that's why the next verse, verse 36, John 8, 36, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You're free indeed. You're free from the jaws of a humpback whale. You're free from the deception of the father of lies. You're free to be yourself. And all that that means, you're free to follow Christ in the light of his presence. I was thinking about this, and the two ultimate lies that the enemy wants to perpetrate on you. The first lie is making children of the devil think they are children of God. I can't think of a worse lie. Imagine giving false hope to someone who's not born again. They do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, but giving them the hope that they're a child of God. This is one of the heaviest burdens I carry as a pastor. Because it's easy for people to come to church and think, by going to church, I'm going to get to heaven. Going to church does not get you to heaven. It's a lie. It's a deception of the father of lies. The lie number one of the devil is to tell people who are childs, children of the devil that they are actually children of God. It's lie number one. And you know what lie number two is? Telling children of God, genuinely born again children, that they're orphans, that they do not have a loving father who looks out for them and cares for them. Both sides of this are lies. Probably the most cataclysmic would be the lie, oh, you're a child of God. Just because you're a nice person, you pay your taxes, whatever. You're not this, you're not that, you don't murder, whatever. That's devastating. 
But the other is, is pretty close. To, to, to tell people who are legitimately born again that they're not. Or that they don't have all rights and privileges that children have when you're adopted into God's family through his son, Jesus Christ. So this morning, I come with the truth. Jesus is the light of the world. I and I alone am the light of the world, Jesus said. And he and he alone can give you your birthright with the Father. No one else can do that. No one comes to the Father but by me, Jesus said. And he alone can break off every tie you've had to the devil. That murderer, that deceiver, that phony, that one that wants to confuse your gender orientation or confuse your identity or confuse you, confuse you, lie to you, destroy you. He's here. And he wants to set you free. When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Receive it. Receive the freedom. The truth. He's a truth speaker. He speaks truth. He wants to speak truth into your spirit today. Would you stand with me? I'd like us to stand around the room, and I want to lead us right now to pray and receive and respond to this message, to receive the new life in Jesus, to break off ties from darkness, to get spit out of the humpback whale of deception in Jesus' name. Just wherever you stand around the room, would you just open your hands uh, like receiving a gift? Just open your hands. Father God, we come into your loving presence. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to speak truth, to, to be the, the light of the, our world, to pull us from the jaws of a humpback whale of deception to show us who you are and to show us who we are. Jesus, I receive. I put my faith in you as the Son of God. I put my faith in you as the light of the world. I put my faith in you. I take you, Jesus, as my life, my Redeemer. I take you today. I receive you. I receive you now. Come, Lord. Come, come. And Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break off, I break off the deception. I break off false identity. I break off the, the lying spirits. I break off the orphan spirit. I break it off in Jesus' name. And I receive the blessing of the Father. The Father's loving kindness, acceptance, protection, the blessing of significance, of having a, a, a place in the family, I receive in Jesus' name.